everyone, and welcome to Scene Partners. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I wish that everyone else could have seen what I just saw. It's one of the like sad things about not live streaming this. Is seeing you do your little your little little skippity doo day from the pooter all the way over <laughs> to the couch. <laughs> the computer, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um we're trying that, a new setup here. A new setup. It's a new day. New day. It's really cool that you're over there. It's actually is better for my neck. You're directly <laughs> in front of like where my body position is for the recliner, which I think is kind of cool that you have now readjusted your life so much that you are just going to go right into my line of sight. <laughs> I don't know if you realize this, but that's pretty much how the last several years have played out. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're, are you comfortable like that? Okay, I'm going to move. I'll, I'll readjust. You just you just continue you, doing you, what you you're do doing. What, yeah. <laughs> and I'll change my my project my you know projected path. That sounds cool. I do think I mean, hey, this is nice. It feels a little weird, to be honest. Yeah. Because you're in a different spot. I wonder it, what that's about. Like what is it about just one small variable? Like one little bitty difference that can make things seem like off or a little bit different, you know? I don't know, but it, it totally shifts the dynamic of things a lot of times, I think. Yeah. Well, because now you have to figure out, because for, for you, you have to figure out what it's like to sit in a different place. Yeah. And like where's your comfortable moving. spot. Yeah. Where you're going to put your drink, all that stuff. And so then your mind is constantly thinking about all those other things. But you had 40 episodes in that chair. I had a I had a mid life pod a mid podcast life crisis. I guess, and you switched to the. This is me buying a motorcycle. I mean, look, that couch is <laughs> the most comfortable couch in the world, so it yes. makes sense that you've switched to there. But still, I just I think that's interesting, and that happens to us on the stage all the time. I mean, you experience it in everything. I'm sure you get so used to something. Yeah, and you're like, this is my process. This is where I'm at. But I feel like sometimes that can be stifling because mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, maybe you changing. And becoming over here on the couch, maybe this is this is when the podcast takes off. Man, we we just get In all Singapore. of Singapore, all of it, <laughs> every single one of them. It's it's kind of like when you're workshopping a show, and uh, they're like, "Oh, hey, this doesn't work," even though you've rehearsed it forty times with you know, say this one. Uh, mm-hmm. scene set like this and then they're they're changing it on you and you just have to like think on the fly. Yeah, they're just like, now we're going to take that scene completely out yeah. and we're going to go from here to there. You're like, whoa, I can't do that. <laughs> or we're going to rewrite <laughs> this monologue and change the wordings. Yes. Those are, that's, that's hard. And they're like, we're going to now change what you have memorized to say and we need you to say this new thing tomorrow and not the old thing. <laughs> like Robin Hood, Men in Tights, what are you doing? Guessing? <laughs> So much of what we do is guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think about it, all of what we do is guessing. It's just like, eh, maybe this will work, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes you guess wrong. Sometimes you <laughs> guess right, but sometimes you guess wrong. Kind of like last week's intro. Oh, yeah. That was sad. Well. But, you know, I am interested in, like, what is the science behind if we were doing a show or, you know, we have been doing a show for a while. And I go and I make some minor changes, like the interesting variables that that then creates, the differences that it creates for other people's characters and for my own. If I just tweak my normal choice choices just a little bit, 
because just one one different uh, decision that's been made can totally change the projection of a show, mm-hmm. and or at least the arc of your character, and then that will then inform other people's characters to be like, oh, your energy is slightly different. So then now mine is, and I'm trying to figure that out. And so then there's this weird freshness now to the old material. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm, I'm interested in that. Those little bitty weird, I don't know. It's like a microchasm or whatever. It's, it's like this, uh, the smallest choices and how it affects it in a, in like the bigger picture. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, what is it? The chaos theory where the butterfly, the smallest, Flutter right, of the, the butterfly's of the wings wing. can, you know, sort of shift oceans and things like that. Like it's trigger a tsunami. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's so crazy because when you do throw out a different energy, and I've had I've experienced this with you throwing out something different. Um, yeah, because I change things on purpose just to see what happens. Yeah, but but <laughs> you know, and that's exactly a very human thing to do, though. You wouldn't just constantly because we know what we're going to say as actors, mm-hmm. but you have to find a fresh way that your character would say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, when you rehearse something for weeks on end, it's very easy to get into da-da, 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 da-da. Oh, yeah. And then when you start to break up that rhythm to watch other actors adjust, and then you start to really see a, a scene come together, and it's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Well, and it can also, like, it becomes rhythmic to you, and it also, it, it, it's kind of like when you learn a dance, mm-hmm. and... When you're first learning it, you're not totally sure where you're supposed to be. And so you're unsure about your movement. But then whenever you know it and you feel like you know it, then that's awesome. You can let go. And it's like the first time that you've really like experienced the dance where it's really in your body. And you see people just explore those emotions and it's beautiful. And then the 500th time that they've done the dance, it's like... All right, I know these moves. I'm not. They're thinking about other things. Thinking about where they're going to go out to eat. You know, they're thinking about <laughs> yes. relationships. Thinking about what they're going to, you know, what somebody the choreographer said, whatever. And then all of a sudden, none of those moves are as beautiful anymore because they're just, you know, they're just doing it. Yeah. And so I think that that's an interesting thought of always trying to keep things fresh, but not in a in a way that's going to throw off the entire trajectory of the show because you do have to keep the vision of the, you know, the original vision of the show, but keeping that fresh for you, you know, we're, we're doing, as we've been talking about, um, I'm doing this children's theater production and I love doing the children's theater shows because it does kind of show me, you know, very easy actor traps that people fall into. And then also just like where they start and, and children are very, innocent and for the most of the most of the time they don't have very many inhibitions and so they don't they don't know why they're doing these things they just do them based Mm -hmm. off of instinct it's like (laughs) this is what you do and they don't think twice about it whereas adults will be like oh wait a minute i'm not gonna follow that impulse kids are like i don't know why i ran up that rock wall you built that part of the set and i thought (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah (laughs) you didn't expressly tell me not to do that so then it's an option because they just no impulse control but I'm I'm just like with the with with the show that I'm doing right now, they're in a place right now where we're a week before tech week and like we ran the show today and there are some things that need to be tweaked and those kind of stuff along the way. But, you know, we do this because it's in a workshop setting for four hours every morning and they're going to have, you know, 
four hours every morning this week. And then they're going to have tech rehearsals. So they're going to be in a great place, which is just like awesome. It makes me feel very, very good about what we're doing. But for the kids, they get to the point where like all of a sudden it becomes somewhere along like and I and I know this is going to happen around Thursday. They're going to be bored because it's not as new to them. They're like, we've ran this show so many times. And we're just like, ugh. And it's not going to be fun and exciting to them until the audience is there next mm-hmm. Thursday, you know. And so it's it's like, how do I keep it new and fresh for them, knowing that they're just, they're experiencing this, you know, the experience the way that I make it? Because, you know, they're not going to think, oh, maybe if I change these little bitty things, then we can, <laughs> you know, they're not going to yeah. be like that. They're going to be like, I've, in, I've done this entrance like a hundred times. I don't even care if it's good or bad. Um, but I am super proud of these kids. I mean, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because we're coming out of this, this year and it just feels so fresh and new, or maybe my, my patience levels are so much higher (laughs) 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 because we haven't been able to do it, but they are just killing it. They're doing such a good job. It just seems like that they learned the show so fast and they've just been able to kind of like play with the characters, which is just great. It's just fun seeing kids experience that. And I really can't wait for us to jump into Mockingbird and to do the same thing mm-hmm. with adults. I think it's a lot of the environment that, uh, and and I say you, and I do mean you, but I also mean like as a director or as a production company, it's a lot of how you, you establish the environment that they walk into yeah. and whether or not, they are allowed to play or whether or not they can like if they feel like their time is being and I know this is really more of me speaking but I think if you keep a kid engaged and you can keep them you know kind of focused on being interested in what's happening on the stage even when they are not Mm -hmm. and making it fun all the time like it it's just it's a very teachery kind of thing to yeah, think I about. Think it's but when yeah. the story becomes the most important thing. Yes. Whereas before it was just like they're thinking, oh, well, this is just going to be fun and I get this attention. And then now all of a sudden, you know, and I, I do, I spend probably a lot more time than other. I mean, I can't say this for a fact, but I, I think I would assume that I do spend more time on harping about the importance of storytelling with the kids because I want them to have you know, like an emotional attachment to it. I want them to feel like what they're doing is important Mm -hmm. and that, you know, they, they have this opportunity. Like I said the other day, I said, I, I know that, you know, a lot of people say that this is just children's theater. And I said, I could just throw you guys up here, put you in a costume and your parents will be happy. I said, but how cool would it be for your parents to come and for you to surprise them that you were able to do something so much more than they ever thought possible because Mm. you're a kid. And they were like, yes. Of course, if it's mine, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the hordes of children all screamed in excitement. But it just, it, it is true, though. I mean, kids are capable of so much more, I think, sometimes than we give them credit for because they are so emotionally available. And so I think that they can get to those places, but I do think that it takes them to be truly emotionally involved in the story and think that it's important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're doing Peter Pan and it's an awesome, fun show and they get to do all these things, but it is kind of hard to tell the, the you know, Tiger Lily's Brave Girls that singing the song that has Ugga Wugga Meatball in it is really important. <laughs> 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 but, 
but it is. It's fun. I'm like, you know, it's just it the the ability to play and to to do this stuff. And then, you know, to figure out how to fly a child safely in your theater is also fun. I I do have to give you some major props because how you've sort of worked around that, it looks so good in a way that I I can honestly say I would have never thought to do it this way. I'm I am still worried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that it works. I really do think that it works. But I saw, you know, in these smaller versions, I mean, man, I would love to just have a limitless budget in a way, you know, just to be able to to say, yeah, we're going to spend like twelve thousand dollars and we're going to bring in a professional flying company and we're going to have them set up the fly rig and all that stuff. And we're going to have like this real awesome flying experience. But you know, in a, in a way, I don't think that that's as cool, almost. You know, I mean, they, they, these kids, I mean, Pete, our, our Peter Pan does actually fly. Of course, at the moment, she's kind of more dangling, but we're going to work on that. <laughs> you throw her across the stage. <laughs> in a sense, I do kind of do that. It's more of a launch. I launch her across the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and everything we're doing is perfectly safe and, a, a, like, still... You know, even though I know that everything that we're using is rated for like 13,000 pounds, I'm still like, <sighs> like just every single time makes me nervous, um, even though that I know that it's super safe. But, you know, it, it's I I wish that we could bring in those big things. But in another sense, I'm like, that's not what children's theater is about, because then all of a sudden it becomes oh, look at these crazy, you know, these fly this these fly patterns that these kids are doing, these fly moves, you know, this equipment that they have, these, you know, all of that stuff, and it takes away from the show. And I know that I've talked about that before, where I'm like, you know, spectacle isn't, it can't be everything. Yeah. It's just, you know, you have too much of everything. It's, a, it's the same thing, the way that I feel about people with re- their religious and political views. You go too extreme any direction and you've hit a bad spot. Yes. And I think the same thing is true in, in really everything. And in theater, you can throw laser lights and all that other stuff up onto the stage. And sure, it looks cool, but are, am I there to see something that looks cool or am I there to see these children tell a story and believe and believe what they're telling? Like, that's what I, I want to see. I want to see these kids doing cool stuff not the stuff yeah doing cool stuff i think a good analog for that is if you look at jurassic uh park the first one versus sort of like the the reboot their uh oh, continuation yeah. to jurassic world in that you're watching the that first film 1993 and you're seeing a lot of very practical effects you know mixed in with you know digital effects that still hold up to this day and oh yeah i mean it like you watch it and it's like a magical experience still. yes it's and still super cool and you watch you know jurassic world and like the stakes are so much lower because there is so much spectacle with the the digital effects and these dinosaurs it just like seems too easy yeah but there's nothing actually there and i yeah. think it's hard to trick the mind in that way and you walk away feeling empty mm-hmm. and and just so hungry for something else whereas when you have not that budget and you innovated it in a way that was creative and then you think, wow, that was that was so awesome and it didn't take away from the rest of the story and you like engaged me in such a different way that I believed yeah. that even though they're swinging on ropes or whatever, mm-hmm. that they were flying yeah. because you visually created something 
that I've not seen before. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much the kids really enjoy the swinging thing. I have been getting a lot of complaints about sore fingers. <laughs> oh, I would hate for you to have to hold on and not fall off and hurt yourself. <laughs> it was so funny. We're like, we're so excited to do this. The second time we did the song, they're like, do we have to still do this? I'm like, get on the swing. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Let's do this. Of course, today was really fun, though. Um, I'm flying. <laughs> Today was kind of funny because I'm trying to, you know, when I'm there most of the time, I, I'm there and I have some some helpers, some like volunteers from the local high school that do theater. And they have been so awesome. And I'm so excited for them because when I see them experiencing this show, I think immediately of myself. And mm-hmm. I think, oh, man, when I was a junior in high school and I first started and I was doing, you know, the old family playhouse in Alexandria that was our children's theater that sadly doesn't exist anymore. But um you know, that's that's what we had. And we would go there and we would do our summer workshops and we would help with the little kid shows and then we would get our own show. And it was just so cool. It was so fun because you just learn so much more. Yeah. And I'm just so excited for them to see this process in a time where they're really forming their opinions about theater and what good theater is and what they want to do. And you know, of course, there's still like I, I do think it's crazy that no matter how much time passes, like high school kids are still going to be singing Wicked all the time. And like <laughs> all of the all of the staple musicals, they're just going to be like lay, lay Miz and just like constant, just constantly. But I do like, you know, every once in a while throwing in there and being like, hey, maybe you should try listening to something else (laughs) right? (laughs) because there's a lot of material yes um but i'm just excited for them to see it but when when we see this process and to you know learn what it's like to put on a show necessarily from a different lens where they're not just worried about constantly being the stars where they learn you know the the joy and the feeling of what it's like to help a child succeed in a show and sit back and feel like man we had a part in this without the audience knowing, but feeling that like gratification in a way of, man, this is so cool. I, I did this. I just think that's so awesome. But so most of the time it's just me and three volunteers. Yeah. Today it was me and one volunteer because, uh, one of the (laughs) girls had to go to camp and the other girl, um, the, the other guy had, uh, the ACT. So he wasn't there. So it was just us. And, um, I'm running the sound on my phone and then also flying Peter Pan and, <laughs> and like trying to cue the kids to move. Cause the kids are moving all of the nursery off stage all by themselves. Yeah. Cause I just think, you know, it's, that should be a part of it. They're there every day. I would yeah. much rather have a kid rehearse moving the scene, the set pieces when they need to move than throwing an adult up there who's never done it and been like this is when it moves move it now <laughs> just like no make it choreography plus you give them a little agency over it yeah no they love and they love it they love it they have this new thing they're like okay cool i've got like i'm in charge of making sure that the nursery window that used to be a coffin is, <laughs> is <going> <laughs> on <stage>. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing you just take two little uh you just take that cross t you know that cross, the the little the, cr- you know, the cross. <laughs> <laughs> I said that wrong. You take the horizontal line off that vertical line, and you don't have a cross. You just have a yeah. nice little 
a nice little line, a nice mm-hmm. little aesthetic in the middle of your nursery you window seat. Basically, comparatively called it Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Today's church services are brought I to you was by the wondering, letter T. I was like, can I turn this cross into a P? That was close, but it didn't happen. Anyway, but so it's it's just cool that they have that that, you know, that they feel that sense of pride because they have something more to do that they have that that they're being trusted with something that's very important. Um I I don't know. I just it, but today was very interesting doing that flying Peter Pan trying to make all of those things happen and I did think that I was like, "Man, I hope this all looks good because I can't see it." Yeah. And I'm back here. <laughs> I'm pulling away and I'm hoping that the girl who's playing Peter Pan is on the right spike mark whenever I pull this rope because I'm pulling it when Get she there. says this line. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting to me because you had just you had just uh you were talking about the the high school students and and the kids and I had a very interesting conversation with uh a gentleman uh that walked into my store this week. He's a violinist. He's in the um the orchestra here in town, the Red River Symphony. Mhm. And he was talking about how you get a lot of violinists. Very in rarely, your store. yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we're kind of a big deal. Don't know if you know that. Um, but he was talking about some of his life experiences, and he just walked in, and I just happened to mention, like, "Oh yeah, how you know where all do you play?" And and he started like sort of kind of walking me through his life story, mm-hmm. and it and it got got me thinking, like, how we move through the stages of what we want and our goals and stuff. And he was talking about now in his later life, he just wants to pass on his knowledge yeah, to these, to these young people that are taking lessons from him. And I thought that was so interesting because where I'm at now as a performer, a storyteller, like I'm more interested in telling the story than mm-hmm. I've ever been and sort of finding new ways to hone my craft and to really refine myself to become a more peak performer. Yeah. If you will. Whereas I remember at the beginning it was like I want to do everything. I want to soak up as much knowledge as possible and and do everything and just hearing about those high school kids seeing a different perspective and and mm-hmm. and moving through those phases. I just thought that was so interesting and I guess I'm kind of thinking like how's it like for you coming back here? Is that kind of how you feel like you want to pass on what you know? Well, yeah, I definitely want. I mean, cuz I feel like I mean, you. everybody does this. They do the thing where you feel like, and I'm sure that everybody has this exact same feeling, you feel like you know the right way to do things in a sense. Like, all right, so we, we're, doing, we're doing theater in a small community and you have no budget and how do you do that? Well, this is the best way that you can do it. And I'm going to tell you. And I'm not saying that I know the absolute best way, but I do think that I can put on a really good show with a hundred bucks, which is what I'm doing with Peter Pan right now. (laughs) And, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I do reuse a lot of set pieces and those kind of things, but I do try to make them seem new in a sense. But, um, and another way it's also, this is not necessarily what you asked, but I'm going to get, I'm going to get there. Um, I do like that the kids come in and they're like, Oh wait, what was that set? That set piece. I remember that set piece. What is that from? And what is what it, we're using it? It looks a little different. I'm like, yeah, it does look different. It's like oh, I remember when, and it's like they have this really cool relationship then with every item that's in the theater, and I just love that that they can be like, oh, this was used for that, and it could be used for this, and um, it's like you know, I'm, I have 
a tree already. So if we're going to do a play about treehouse kids, I'm going to use that tree. And if we're doing Peter Pan where they live under a tree, I'm going to use that tree because why would I build another tree? I have a yeah. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yes, to answer your question, I do, I do watch this and think, okay, if it were just me in here and we were doing this, I would probably like, there's a way easier way for me to go about it, but I'm going to structure this in a way where I feel like I'm passing off the knowledge that I feel is important for them to learn Mm -hmm. and things that I wish that at their age I would have had even the, the possibility of thinking about because I, I just wasn't mature enough or hadn't actually considered, you know, why we tell stories because I've, I've said this so many times at this point, but I like, you know, when you were talking about when you first started off performing, when I first started off performing, it was a hundred percent selfish endeavor. It was all for... I want to be seen. Yes, exactly. I wanted to be seen, and I wanted to be told how good I was. I wanted people to come up Cody, to me. you are so good. Of course. That's what I wanted to hear. Baby, you are the best the- I've ever seen you. <laughs> I wanted to hear that every time. And that's just your dad. And that was just my... Yeah, that's my dad. It's, you nailed you nailed his voice perfectly. Um, but I wanted to hear that every time. I wanted to hear that I stole the show or that if it wasn't for me, you know, I wanted to hear all of those things all the time. And when I didn't, it was not my fault. It was the show's fault. It was a bad show. <laughs> it wasn't because I just was cocky and just went in there and was like, no, I don't ego really have to work on this. No. I love it. And so I wish that there would have been some some wave. I wish that there would have been an older performer that I would have actually at, at the time, like when I was way, way young, that I would have respected and that would have just beaten me down a, a couple of pegs. Mm-hmm. And because I, I I mean, I did. I've had many, many hum- humblings throughout my career <laughs> and that have that have helped me so much because without those, I, I probably would be just a 100 percent nightmare person. And I definitely would not have moved back. I definitely wouldn't have done that. I would have stayed unhappy where I was just because it was the thing that I said I wanted to do and I wanted people to know that I actually made it. So I would have just stayed there and been unhappy. But luckily, you know, perspective changes and so do you. But it is cool having the kids there and in two different things, like the younger kids realizing that, you know what, the lead role isn't the most fun role. Like I know I teach that all the time. And I pretty much said as much to the girl that was playing Peter Pan the other day. I was like, look, you have the least fun job. You're, you're not, you're here to make sure the show keeps moving. When you are on stage, you're the boss. Like you are like in in a sense, in a leadership position where if something goes off the rails, everybody's going to look at you. Mm -hmm. Not, they're not going to look at one of the lost boys. No. (laughs) going to look. At you, and you have to find a new a new way, a new path. You're in charge of that. You have to memorize all the songs and all the lines and everybody else's lines. Like that's your job, and that's not as much fun sometimes. <laughs> you know what I I heard on a podcast? Um, Jessica Biel was talking about how she was cast as Belle in Beauty and the Beast, and she turned it down because she was like, I can offer nothing new to this and it's just not a role that i'm interested in like i have to work within the confines of this box Jessica as that lead Beale performer was offered beauty and the beast yeah 
the live action? No, no, no. I'm sorry. On on Broadway. Oh, interesting. That was just like a gimmick. I, beats me. She Can turned she it sing? down. Beats me. Well, who knows? Maybe she was just I, you like, know what? you know if what? If I were just with TikToks. Justin Timberlake, I wouldn't be singing either. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I do. Um, I I don't know. I really do enjoy. Like I I I probably talk about it sometimes. Like I I'm just like, oh, I just want to do a show with adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably say that a little too much, because I think you know some words have power. I say this to the kids all the time. I'm teaching myself right now. Words have power. So after a while, you say something enough and you start to believe it. But in reality, like I really do love doing the the kids shows and these programs because they're so important because I just see so many of these kids that need a place to be. And then they also, you know, are we're fostering this love and adoration for this theater, this building, because, you know, Lexi and I can't do this forever. And I say that all the time, like every kid that's in that's done shows with us that are like, okay, we're going, you know, we're going to college and they're like, bye. And I was like, okay, just remember, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, go do you experience everything. But just remember that, you know, you you need to come back here and run this building. (laughs) (laughs) This needs to be in your in your forecast someday, someday you need to come back here because I'm going to be tired. (laughs) And that's great that you can see that, you know, eventually one day you will have to move away from that. Well, you always want everything that you build. I I would think, I know I do, I I guess I shouldn't say you, but everyone in my mind should want this. But I mean, everything that I do or that I'm a part of, I want to, I want that to live on. Yeah. I don't want it to die with me. That's insane. That's, that's crazy. That, that would just, all of it would be pointless. Yeah. The, the thing, especially like in a small town like ours, I think people hold on too tightly yes. to these things that they think are so important. And it's like if you have someone else that wants to move and try mm-hmm. something different or to try something new, it doesn't have to work. But you don't have to got to let them try. Yeah. Hold on to the reins so tightly that it stifles all growth. Yes. And, you know, it's it's also a small theater community thing, whereas like, oh, well this is the director that I work with Mm -hmm. and that's it. Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You shouldn't just be like, Oh, this is the, this is the, my director or whatever. These are the, this is the, you should do it with everybody. Like, yes, it shouldn't, it shouldn't just be that. Or like, Oh, well I used to act with this theater, but you know, they don't, the the director that I really liked is gone. So I'm not going to work there anymore because it's like, what? doesn't make any you got to give people a shot like you can't just be like oh i'm not going to do that anymore because one person is gone (laughs) the person doesn't make the theater you don't quit your job because a person you like quits quits no yeah you don't do that (laughs) well that's just like you know lexi has run the fox and has done amazing amazing work there and and it's it is kind of a sad thing i think sometimes because you know for the most part whenever we do shows people see me all the time and they see me doing all the fun stuff. I mean, I direct the show. I'm, I'm, I'm up there. They're hearing my voice all the time. They're seeing me all the time. And so I think that sometimes that comes with the misconception that I am, I am doing it Mm -hmm. when that's not at all true. (laughs) Lexi always texts us the schedule and we're like, Oh God, it is a hundred percent. It is a hundred percent Lexi. Lexi has taken 
this small community theater that's in Marksville and has completely flipped it back into existence where it was, there was a moment before I was even thought of being around. I, I don't, I didn't even live here then um, in the state where she was having a real conversation with people about whether or not it was going to close its doors forever or if they were going to actually try to make it exist still. And I mean, just to see what she has been able to accomplish because, you know, the theater is not the, it, it's really about 10% of the glamorous side that people see. It's mm-hmm. like 10% show. The rest of it is all of that business stuff and paperwork and, and, maintaining the building and the rehearsal processes and getting people to do things for you that you can't necessarily afford without assistance. You know I mean? It, it is a lot of work and it is all the time. And so I feel kind of bad sometimes that people see me and they think, Oh, he's doing that. It's like, no, I, that's that, that's not me. Like you can think that about 45% of play on theater, our actual theater company, and the rest yeah. of it is still Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, the Fox is, is a hundred percent her. And I, I mean, I do feel really blessed that I get to be a part of it. And it's the, you know, that I get to do these children's programs and that we have built our, our audience and that we have these great people that we get to perform with. And I just, I'm excited about it, but I do, I do hope that everybody knows that that is all because of her, Mm -hmm. which, um, okay. So let's see, this is, Yeah, this yesterday was Lexi's birthday. So happy day after your birthday. (laughs) You're talking about the day this airs. Happy two days after your birthday. Okay. Yeah. Well, my dad asked that if we... He's going to hate me. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, if you record before, is there any way that you can act like it's about to happen? And I was like, Dad, you're the only person that knows my schedule. Other people that listen to this, they don't actually know. <laughs> They're like, oh, look, a new episode. I think it's been confusing him that he we're like, oh, yeah, so this is happening tomorrow. And he's like, oh, OK, so tomorrow is <laughs> when really it was not actually in real life tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, oh, the magic of pre-recording. But I mean, it would be impossible. I was like, Dad, we can't record this like Wednesday night and have it ready to go Thursday. Yeah. That's just not possible. I do love that when they bring people onto these late night shows and they're, you know, taping several shows mm-hmm. back to back to back like that and they keep screwing up and they're like, oh yeah, tonight, Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that's in a sense what he wants us to do. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. I didn't mean to jump down this rabbit hole of talking about children's theater again. It's just supremely fresh on my brain because we well, did it all hit, morning. I know I've done it like literally all day today because we did um, I've, I've hit the part of the summer where, you know, this is also an interesting thing. Being an artist in a small community, you're, you're everywhere all the time. Um, And it does kind of feel like saying yes is the thing that you need to do. But I am really excited. Like today was a lot of fun because we got the, we did stuff in Marksville and then also, um, you know, our, our awesome, awesome friends, at River Oaks do this super cool, super fun summer art camp where they have, um, they do a theater portion in the day and they do ceramics and they do painting and they just like, like one of the teachers today was talking to me. She was like, Hey, if y'all are doing something at the end of all this, if you want us to, we could work on one of our 
classes about like building props, like out of paper mache and stuff like that would be cool if you need some stuff for that. It's like, this is awesome. And it's just like this little, you know, just everybody is so down to, to do something. And it's a very good vibe in that building and the kids just have a blast. But so I do the workshop at the Fox until noon. And then I basically drive 45 minutes and run into river Oaks. And then I do the rest of the day there with their kids. And so it was a lot of kid theater today, <laughs> right? It's like a lot, but, but of course there it's a little different because it's like, Oh, we're, we're, I'm teaching you the dynamics necessarily. Like I'm just, we're going to do examples. We're going to play games and we're going to do warm ups and talk about, you know, what theater actually is and all that stuff. And it's cool. I mean, it's fun. But so, yes, kids and theater are on my brain really heavy <laughs> the next two weeks, honestly. Yes, especially since everything is starting to overlap a little bit. Yeah, I kind of forgot what it's like to do multiple multiples mm-hmm. <laughs> like where, where you're doing because I do kind of feel like, oh, right. My brain is being retrained because it's in it's in like three or four places at once now because of Peter Pan and River Oaks and Mockingbird and podcast. Do you do you feel overwhelmed at all? Or do you feel like I really I'm happy to be back being busier? I'm super happy to to be busy. I mean I I I think, you know, sometimes busyness can feel like a curse, but when you're doing things that are so, you know, impactful, I or at least that I feel are impactful. Other people may not feel that way, but I feel like it's impactful. Um, that it, it, I don't know, it feels good. It's like, oh, I did some good stuff today. And then also I have these thoughts of, you know, I did not go to a normal nine to five job today. I went to, into a theater and I slung a kid around the stage today (laughs) 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 and went to Neverland and like played with pirates and talked about, you know, making up funny pirate walks and making sure everybody had a name, even if they don't actually have a name in the cast and like making the kids come up with names and then what their actual jobs would be and just how funny that is. Like still to this day, my, my absolute favorite is one of the kids came up and their character's name was big Tiffany and it was not (laughs) Tiffany. It was Tiffany. (laughs) <laughs> and Big Tiffany was in charge of the plumbing, <laughs> like making sure that there were no sewage backups. Oh, yes. And I just love that, like with the with the kids. But I got to do that today. I didn't have to go sit behind a desk and I didn't have to deal with customers in that kind of a sense. I mean, I got to create stories and invent things. And then I got to go and play imagination games <laughs> with kids at an art camp. I mean, how can you complain about that? Mm-hmm. It's it's impossible. It's impossible when you look at it that way. But it, it can be exhausting because there are times you're like, man, I just wish I could sit. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm having a, like my energy's at like a thousand so that these kids feel like, oh, yeah, we want to we want to do this, too. This looks like fun. But no, I don't, I'm not like overwhelmed. I do feel like I I have no concept of how long things take now because we've had such a long break. Yes. And so that's why when I was talking to you about, yeah, it's we, like this is really the first time that I'm like, I, I need a rehearsal schedule, but I also need like a production schedule, like on the mm-hmm. other side of things of this is what's happening with the set. I want to be here when this is we're at this point and 
and I want to like have this stuff, marketing stuff done. I want to have all of that stuff blocked out so that I know that it gets done instead of, oh my God, what if I don't have enough time? Like we're in the past to be like, yeah, this all obviously happens at this. And like, it just would have made sense to me. And now I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. How does this work? Like, how does this actually work? It makes no sense. It but shouldn't. I feel like this this process is going to spoil you a little bit because then you're going to want to do everything like this. Yeah. Which is great. I do. I do enjoy, um, the, the pre-production planning side of things and, you mm-hmm. know, you seeing behind the scenes, how things get done. And, you know, we're talking about, uh, let's have this schedule where we sit down and, and we start putting the set together so that when we move yeah. into the theater, we just have to put it up and we're done. It's bing, bang, boom. Yep. I mean, it's a little hard too, because I, like I'm, I'm so spoiled from doing theater at at the Fox because the the Fox is its own entity. It's got its own it's its own brick and mortar building, and the shop is connected to the theater. And I can build things in the shop, or I can build things on the stage, and it's there for the whole rehearsal process, depending on when I get it done. And in with our company, with Play On, it's like okay, we are gonna move into this essentially a touring space we're renting a theater to perform a show so i have to be able to move in there and immediately start tech week on a set and if i don't have the set done for the first tech rehearsal then that's to the actor's detriment so i've got to like figure out a way okay i've got to have everything done and ready to go like how in the world did i do that before it just makes no sense (laughs) all day Working on it by yourself. It was, yeah, it was all day. And then I'm also thinking like now it's a little different too because in the past I could have just been like, all right, I'm going to be here all day. But now it's like, okay, I'm going to be at work and I'm going to teach all day. And then I've got to also have the set done three hours after my day of teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we move into the theater, like how am I going to juggle all these things? That in itself that part feels overwhelming but really everything else is just kind of like man this is this is awesome i mean i already see i can already see the writing on the wall of like don't don't slip into not having time for things mm-hmm. like you normally do like i already like you know our our niece is here and um and yes, I'm lumping you into that too because you're just a part of all this now. <laughs> I am your niece. <laughs> no, you're not my niece. I'm I could be our niece. Lexi and I's niece is here, and your niece. All of our nieces here. Look at all that niece. So <laughs> our niece is here, and she's doing the show, and that's so awesome. But I can't tell you how much of a help she's really been <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> you know, you have somebody that's like, okay, you know, they she she's really into routines and schedules and plans Mm -hmm. even if they change she just wants to know that every day there's a plan in place which i think is awesome i mean i really do think that that's a lot like your bride it does like her and lexi have a lot in common when it comes to that for sure i am not that way (laughs) like there's not a piece (laughs) of me that is that way i'm just kind of like i should fly by the seat of my pants i woke up i did seven things i finished nothing (laughs) (laughs) i am now gonna go start another three things (laughs) by the end of the day i will have mowed the grass yes (laughs) i mean it's just it it's just kind of how my brain operates i guess i just it doesn't bother me i'm just so you i don't know maybe i'm just who knows but she has been of a great help but you know she's here doing this show and it's already 
getting to the point where we're getting so busy that I like, like I, I saw Lexi today for 15 minutes and then I was like, all right, I have to go shower. But I waited, like I wanted to take a shower right when I got home. But I knew that if I did that, then that would lessen the time that we actually had to even have a conversation. Yeah. Ugh, it's just crazy. And, you know, and that, that just is going to get worse. And, you know, the way that we have scheduled our shows for this year, which I'm so excited about our shows. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I am, too. We're going to have such a good time. And but the way that they have to be scheduled, because we do we are in a like a special circumstance where we have the community theater and then we also have our for profit theater where, you know, we have to schedule things in a way that works. They work together so it's almost like we're doing two seasons yeah at once like oh my god so it's back to back to back to back and it was so interesting because you had asked me when you were scheduling the, uh these things mm-hmm. you you said hey look we only have five weeks to do this next thing are you cool with that yeah absolutely yeah. this is what i used to do all the time <laughs> what are you talking about well i mean that was with that is with in particular our, I mean, five weeks. Normally, we'd normally rehearse something for six. Yeah. But this particular thing is just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of work. And so that's why I was like, oh, we're going to be coming off of a big show. But I think the thing that gives me. And then we're doing just a you, me show. Yeah. I think the thing that gives me the confidence, though, is it's not like you and I don't put the work in. Yeah. No, we'll, we will be fine. Yeah. And, and that's what's so exciting to me. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you know what? We we'll we can do, do it. it. And I know that we can do it. And it's it's going to be it's going to be great, but it's still just that like, oh my god. Now when we finish, you know, everything that's going on back to back, I'm going to do my typical hibernation <laughs> and I'll see but you in a couple weeks. We're going to need to pre-record some episodes cuz I'm not going <laughs> to see you for a month. All right, uh we're going to need to start now pre pre-recording. <laughs> So we'll just have to really think into the future so dad doesn't get confused. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is going to air on. He's just going to be like, wait, what? Speaking of, this is number 41, baby. That's right. And I'm so excited about it because I feel like it makes us like an official podcast. And I know that you know the reason why. I do. (laughs) Is that what what our listeners may not know is that when we were choosing our name, we... I think we had a couple. Of, I wish I wish I could find that paper. I don't know. We it was a couple of names. So many. And then we were like scene partners is like it's just so good. Like it's good. And it's what we are. It's like how we became friends. And so it makes the most sense. And we like went all the way in. We had the logo done. Everything <laughs> was done. And then I got on like Apple Pot or you did something. One of us. I don't remember who, but and there was discovered another scene partners. Yes. But they only had 40 episodes and they hadn't recorded in over a year. And they hadn't recorded in over a year. And so we were like, they just did 40. Like they're not real anymore. We're going to do this. And it was about learning how to do improv. Like they, it was a couple so if you would like to listen to the other scene parts. <laughs> Are you advertising? I guess. I don't know. But but still, so we were like, Today's uh, podcast is brought to you by the other scene partners. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a couple that was taking improv class together or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they only made it to 40. So I feel like now we're officially a fish. You know yes. what I mean? We got 41. My God, we are so close. I don't know what the actual post date is. We're so close to being a full year. 
Yeah. It's um I guess it would well no, because we didn't start this right at the beginning of the pandemic. No, definitely not. And you know, we were so But we gotta be close. Yeah, we were so nervous that we had recorded several in advance. Seven. I, we recorded seven episodes. The first seven episodes are all pre-recorded. And I don't know, like our format changed and we were talking, I, I was thinking about this today, about how we would Every five, since we don't know if we can sustain mm-hmm. this chat for so long, we would ask random questions to one another. We did a couple of those, and they were all right. And we were talking like, I, I "Oh, we have the to mystery have mystery questions I, episodes. Those were fun. I do, I do like those, but we haven't really done one in a long time because we've kind of like got our sea legs now. Well, I think that it's also like the planning of those. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we would we would walk in here and it would be like, "This is this week's topic," and now mm. it's. Hey, we have this board full of ideas that we t- could talk about, and we haven't touched we that haven't board in touched, a long time. No, I, I've <laughs> actually finally erased two things that we've wanted to talk about. But I don't know. It's just I, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it, and I'm interested to see. You know, like we were talking about the small variables about how adding in these new elements in our life, as far as what life is going to look like when we pick back up and we're doing these shows again, and like play on is operating at full force and the Fox is operating at full force. And we're like, Ooh, here we are. And we're (laughs) also doing the podcast. Like I'm interested to see the shift in it because I know that a temptation would be to just talk about the shows that we're doing. I mean, I've obviously I've been doing that. I've brought up Peter Pan in the last three episodes. And as I've said before, that's just a children's show. So I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think that it'll be interesting, but I'm excited about it because I do think that there are some cool explorations as far as, you know, you can think um, you can think about shows in the past or things that you've experienced and you feel like that you have a good grasp or a good memory of it. But in reality, it's so much easier to talk about it while you're experiencing it. Yeah. And so I'm kind of I'm, I'm excited to start doing episodes about actual things that we are experiencing again mm-hmm. like hey we're back in and we're this is we just we we just thought about this new thing because we haven't been doing theater for a while and you know this is an element of producing theater in a small community that we just had totally glanced over for yeah. so long because we just haven't been there it is interesting because when we first started it was really more of a, a longing to the past and we talked a lot about like how we got started and things like that. Now we're talking about how we're excited to move into the next thing. And I'm very excited to, like you said, talk about these things as we're experiencing them and, yeah. and not remembering that, Oh, you know, sometimes a less remember when, <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's really hard to do a rehearsal and all of your people in the scene don't show up. Oh yeah. Yep. That happens all the time. That does happen all the time. We've not talked about that. Even as a director, just being like, okay, 30 minutes before rehearsal, I just got a text message saying that I'm not going to be there. And so now I've got to rework everything that I was going to do or I've just wasted 12 other people's time. Yes. Oh, which I mean, things happen sometimes. Of course, things happen. But mm, that's not a good that's not a good day. That is why I'm okay with doing seven things and never finishing one. <laughs> Having a schedule. I'm like, no, I got this. Oh, yes. I'm so used to this. Um, you know, I was thinking, because I we have, I, I've been wanting to do like little updates about what's going on 
with uh, with play on theater. But I think that we've pretty much done that already. Like this is really what's going on. You've been listening to what's going on for a long time. But um, I am interested. Like I, I've forgotten already because I sent out that full rehearsal schedule for Mockingbird, but I have no clue what day it starts. I got to look at that rehearsal schedule because <laughs> I was going to be like weird this many days from our first rehearsal, but I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> like I have a roundabout idea, but I'm, I'm terrified to say it. Lexi, I'm terrified to say it. Lexi's going to send both of us a text. Hey, don't forget this. She's is... <laughs> gonna, yeah, the reminder. This is the, uh, you have access to all this and you made it. Like anytime there's a remind text that goes out to the cast, just know that Lexi has sent us one in advance. Yeah, it, it's a copy and paste pretty much. <laughs> it's a copy and paste and I've removed, will you please send? <laughs> and I've placed in, this is the information you need to know. Or, you know, like, yeah. hello, everyone, yada, yada, yada. And I've I've taken out her little intro. Mm. You good? Yeah, I was just going to launch into a new thing, but I feel like that, you know, I feel like that we're done. I think we've reached a natural conclusion. Yeah, in and this. just like I felt it and I was like, we're kind of done. I don't think I need to keep going further. Hey, my mother told me this really awesome joke the other day. And uh, this already sounds like I'm setting up the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so does. <laughs> So mom sent me this joke and she la- I've never seen her laugh this hard. And I didn't know if she was just a little delirious or what, but she, um, oh, I'm now afraid. I'm now afraid that I'm not going to say this right. Oh, uh, what did the sloth say when he got robbed by some snails? I don't know. It all happened so fast. That right there, that is a Rhonda Walker. She just about fell on the ground when she told me that. She said, this would be a great one for your podcast. I think it's funny. Thinking of your mom. That might, yeah, I know. She just. Like your dad. Your dad, I can see. I did the hardest eye roll. And then she asked me, like actually asked me the next time I saw her, she was like, hey, did you get the thing? And I was like, yeah, mom. She was like, what did you think? And she like pulled it up and it was like a joke on a meme of a sloth hanging from a tree. And it said that. <laughs> on it. And it and I was like, Mom, that's I mean, that's that it yeah, it's funny. And she was like red faced, laughing, had to take her glasses off, wipe her eyes. <laughs> Everybody was just staring at her. They're like, She said, Do you get it? <laughs> like, yes, we get it. <laughs> It's just so funny to me because it's more of a thing that your dad would do. Yeah, 100%. I don't, that's why I'm saying I think maybe she was just a little delirious. Uh, your dad's rubbed off on her. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well. Hey, um, so that was Chris. And that is Cody. It's always is good to know. It's good to know when to stop. That's right. So, uh, and that was the rest of the story. Oh man, I gotta hit the space bar. <laughs>